0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Digital Bean. My name is Lindsay. I'm Cheyenne.
1: No guest this week. (laughs) (laughs) Just us. The Digital Bean is a weekly review podcast where we talk about the fashion, feminism, and thematic marvels of the Disney Channel original series, Lizzie McGuire.
0: This episode is called... Gordo... And the
1: girl. (laughs) What date did this episode air?
0: It was August 17th, 2001, I think. I hope not. Oh, yes. August 17th. So, that obviously was a
1: leading question. I have a fun-ass fact for August 17th, 1915. A Category 4 hurricane hits Galveston, Texas. With winds at 135 miles per hour. Uh, You all may know this. Probably not. But Lindsay and I just came back from Galveston for Memorial Day. And this hurricane is the fourth most devastating hurricane in U.S. history. The third most devastating also hit Galveston in 1900. (laughs) Alright. This episode of Lizzie McGuire... I thought was amazing. It was pretty good. Pretty good. We're starting at what I presume is the digital bean. It is. It's gotta be. They're getting a cup of joe. Lizzie and Miranda are talking about, a fun topic for me, a horror movie marathon. Um, What they're sad about, though, is that Gordo has told him he can't join because he's hanging out with his dad.
0: Yeah, to which Lizzie and Miranda commiserate about the most recent times they've hung out with their dads (laughs) and how they don't understand why Gordo would choose to do that instead of hanging out with them. But then they realize that's not what he's doing at all. No, because they whip around
1: and quickly see Gordo with a girl. Kyla Pratt, to be exact. So, we've talked about Kyla Pratt before on this podcast. She was the voice of Penny Proud from the Proud family. And what was so disappointing, I think, about this episode, even though I really enjoyed it, is that this character has, like, literally two lines. She never speaks. And her whole M.O. is just to be, uh an obstacle for the other girls to get around like her relationship with gordo that that is the point of her being there it's never really any details about her or how this relationship started she's just there
0: she is just there and you see the lightning bolts going through between them like between their eyes and their hands which are which are touching and then they kiss And Uh, all hell breaks loose.
1: (laughs) Gordo just kissed someone. I'm not sure, but I think I just lost my appetite. It's really funny because before this, the kiss happens, Miranda's like, What the fuck is that? I wish there was a version of this show where they swore because there are so many good (laughs) moments. Uh, But that's basically what Miranda is saying. And Lizzie's like, No, like, something happened. Gordo's dad must have canceled. And, I don't know, maybe he's waiting for us, and they ran into each other, and Miranda's like, Lizzie, what is your damage? They are clearly heads next to each other, sitting alone, outside of the group, and then they start
0: macking on one another. Yeah, they do. And then I think Lizzie gets it, and they both spit out their drinks. Yes. And somehow, Gordo never sees them. No.
1: Convenient, as they are standing right in his line of sight, but I guess he's... should have been in the splash zone. (laughs) (laughs) So, the next day, Lizzie is upset. She feels lied to and betrayed by Gordo. And at the same time, she's at the breakfast table, kind of mulling over her oatmeal, and Matt is similarly disappointed. Joe, of course, takes this as an opportunity to win Parent of the Year, and tries to get the goods out of Lizzie.
0: Yeah, she does, and she's not very successful. Lizzie doesn't really want to talk about it, but Sam, on the other hand, decides he's gonna take a swing at the other kid. Yeah, Joe goes so far as to
1: be like, honey, I packed you another snack, tell me what's wrong, and Lizzie is not having any of it but joe or excuse me but sam takes the tactic of being the relatable parent and just talking to matt as if he's a human and of course matt just unveils all of his problems which include he doesn't know if he has a science test today he accidentally kicked the class globe and has to work (laughs) in the cafeteria
0: to help pay for a new one Yep, and finally he has no idea what's going on in math. Hashtag relatable. So Sam, in an effort to really just drive it home and prove to Joe that he's an okay parent, offers to help Matt with his math homework that night when he gets home from school, and Matt's like, yeah, that'd be okay.
1: And that was actually a really nice moment to me that... whoever wrote this episode must have been tired of schlubby sam stereotyping because he wins that parenting duel yeah
0: he definitely does
1: something we didn't mention is that during that scene lizzie she's been in bandanas i think like the last three or four episodes and she is back again with one that does not disappoint it's this like leathery snakeskin red bandana
0: do you remember in elementary school how bandanas were against dress code so like while we were watching this show and other shows at the time uh, all the characters were wearing them and they were so trendy we weren't allowed to wear them at school
1: we were at my elementary school really i remember i had this coveted one because these bandanas are not like A full square bandana where you fold it over. It's like they made hair accessories that were just the triangle part of the bandana. With little
0: ties on them.
1: Exactly. So I had one of those. And I remember we were doing a field trip to the Dallas Museum of Art. What is that called? Yeah, the DMA. The DMA. And I lost it in some exhibit. And my mom didn't get me another one. (laughs) Lizzie has not lost hers, though. And when we next see her in science class... Her and Gordo are working on a dissection experiment with an octopus.
0: What are they looking for in an octopus leg?
1: I don't know. And I'm kind of shocked that... Like, this is a TV show. They, ha- they made a conscious choice there to have that prop. And there's not just one. Like, all of these kids have an octopus at their station. Either way, though... Lizzie's mortified, and Gordo pretty quickly jumps ship to go help his girlfriend that he, of course, hasn't revealed is his girlfriend. Gordo, you cannot just leave me with this dead octopus. Look, all you have to do is keep slicing. Don't worry, if you make a mistake, there's seven more legs.
0: Gordo, Gordo, you're my lab partner. You cannot just leave me. So, before that happens, while they're in class, Gordo mysteriously receives a note from another classmate, and Lizzie can tell, like, everyone can tell that it's from Brooke, who's Kyla Pratt's character, Um, and we're guessing that the note is asking him to sit with her at lunch. But also, he's totally lying about where he was the night before when he's talking Mm -hmm. to Lizzie, and while he gets the note... um, He's making up this lie about, oh, did you watch this movie marathon last night? Because my dad and I were out too late and we couldn't catch it. And Lizzie's just egging him on and, you know, trying to get more fake details. Because obviously she knew what he was doing. And he won't admit it. he
1: delivers. He gives the most
0: convincing
1: story. To the point where you wonder, like what else has gordo been lying about i mean the story he gives is that he went to a book signing and the author went on this malaysian trip and started it with just a pair of shoes and a chocolate bar i mean very gordo-esque details and even lizzie's cartoon character says if i didn't know better i would have believed him
0: yeah he's a pretty good liar the plot thickens So while Gordo is eating lunch with Brooke, Lizzie and Miranda continue to spiral.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're already pretty upset because Lizzie and Miranda are at the lunch table and Lizzie is relaying how Gordo totally ditched her for the science project. But when Gordo comes to the lunch table, he kind of serves another blow by saying, Hey guys, just want to let you know I'm not eating with you today. Because a friend needs homework help.
0: Right. Another lie. And they're just, you know, fantasizing about, well, could you even picture Gordo being someone's boyfriend? Isn't that so gross? And it goes to this montage of, like, a door opening, like, mystery date style. Like, a yes. door opening and Gordo being three different types of dates.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Lizzie is still kind of in denial about this. And Miranda is trying to bring her into reality and saying like obviously he is with her not only that but people are starting to talk about it like we need to accept it Gordo has a girlfriend and Lizzie for some reason cannot accept which of course I was just so excited because I was hoping this would be the episode where we finally get our seed of reciprocated Lizzie feelings And I think that kind of comes out. I mean, oftentimes in this episode, her animated version kind of condescendingly refers to Gordo as a frog prince. And she's kind of putting him down. But at the same time, she's like, but he's my friend. And like, do I like him? What's going on? Someone else
0: is kissing my frog. Yes, exactly.
1: So there's a bit of, there's a bit of ownership there and concern that, Even though Miranda is also freaked out and kind of upset about the situation, it doesn't seem to be for the same reasons.
0: Yeah, and they even go so far to, when they're talking about how gross it is that Gordo's dating someone, they also, you know, express some sadness over losing this friend and Lizzie's like, next thing I know, you're gonna date someone behind my back. Mm, and yeah, that was cute I'll be alone forever but then they Miranda kind of taps into it and she's like wait a second do you like Gordo and Lizzie's like no I don't think so do you and they Miranda's both, just like oh no yeah they both like think about it for a second and Miranda's like of course not and Lizzie's like I don't know maybe yeah exactly
1: like Not only is her animated figure contemplating it, but real IRL Lizzie is contemplating whether or not she has feelings for Gordo that she hasn't had to think about because he's always been at her beck and call. This is, of course, happening at the Digital Bean again, and Gordo shows up, and he finally wants to admit to them what's going on, but of course Lizzie's like, we also have something to tell you. We know what's going on, and we don't support it. We think Brooke is using you.
0: Yeah, which- Which, like, way harsh, Ty. And also, where did she even get that? Like, why does she think that at all? Uh,
1: I- I kind of saw her point when she was talking about, you say you're helping her with her homework, you went to go be her lab partner, like, maybe she does think it's academically motivated, but I think it's also probably just the jealousy- like, yeah, I think she's just making it up. Yeah, and if she has this perception of Gordo that he's a nerd or a frog prince, it's probably very hard for her to accept that other people could be genuinely attracted to him
0: for other reasons. Especially someone who's popular.
1: Yes, and that was a big point of contention. Like, Brooke is friends with Claire, which I actually, I liked that it was Claire and not Kate, because it was, like, one level of separation from the... Ultimate enemy.
0: Yeah, we haven't had any K plot lines in a long time, have we? Where are you, Ashley Brilliant? I think she's a lawyer now. Good the actress? Her. I hope she's wearing that pink lady suit. Oh,
1: yes. I remember watching an episode of On the End, they had this show one summer that was like in their shoes where a normie switched places with a kid celeb, <laughs> and one of them was her. <laughs> God, I loved the inn. Do you remember the show Out There? Yeah.
0: Uh, Do you remember the show South Nowhere? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I wish we could find that. South of Nowhere and Degrassi were my first, like, moments of consuming gay media aimed at teenagers. I know, amazing. Yeah, so first one... I saw Tattoo kissing at the MTV mm-hmm. Video Awards, mm-hmm. and I literally was, like, crying myself to sleep that night. I was like, I believe in God. I don't know where that what? was coming from. I just felt like i never seen anything like that. So it was so outside. Is it because
0: they were in, like, Catholic? school uniforms you were really freaked out i don't know like
1: i was raised catholic but i can't explain to you what that was like what that reaction was but i was deeply deeply afraid that i had witnessed it and it was going to compromise my my keys through the pearly gates um so there's that and then the next one i really remember is seeing Ashley's dad on Degrassi come out as gay and so mm-hmm. a kid having to deal with their gay parent what I, which I actually think is a lot maybe well I don't want to say more beneficial for a queer child to see that kind of representation but to all, like see adults being gay and engaging with their kids so those are the big two that I remember
0: and then of course Degrassi had a lot of other gay plot lines after that yeah South of nowhere was crazy though. That's gonna be my project uh in this <laughs> coming week in the coming weeks is trying to find that online. I'm sure I can. I was gonna say, I don't know if that's gonna take you weeks Cyber. I'll probably forget, and in a couple weeks we'll come back to <clears throat> it. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Whew, Steamy.
1: How'd we get down that rabbit hole?
0: Uh you're Ashley Brilliant. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> If you're out there, Ashley, come be on our show. Yes, please. Guest host. Alright, so since we don't have our third host, Kelsey, today, and she's normally the one that covers the subplot, I'm going to take one for the team and talk about our favorite little dipshit, Matt. Um, <laughs> turns out he's not as clueless in math class as he pretended to be.
1: Hashtag not relatable.
0: After one a tutoring session with Sam on probability, he turns himself into a bookie <laughs> and <laughs> is, like, taking everyone in school for a ride off of, like, what are they gambling on? Like, the school's volleyball games and stuff yeah. like that. Or just really anything that you could bet on mm-hmm. that would happen in school. And he's just raking it in. he is... Like, what does he end up with? A puppy? Like, a scooter? He- mm-hmm.
1: He's rolling in it. And of course, our friend Lanny has joined us, and he's also in on this scheme. Yeah. is pretty successful in every endeavor he tries. I don't know if that's something we ever address, but when has he not accomplished his goals? They're through terrible
0: means. Maybe when he was doing magic, and- I mean, but his magic was successful. It just wasn't (laughs) successful in making any friends. Yes.
1: Which, if his goal was making friends, why did he choose magic? (laughs) Right. Oh, Matt. So, that little moment aside, we're going back to our trio, and Lizzie and Miranda get wind of the fact that Brooke has a hot date that night at Holy Rigatoni, Mm -hmm. this little Italian joint, and Lizzie hears the phrase hot date and would lay down on train tracks to say that it's not Gordo. Hot date and Gordo are never used in the same sentence. She is convinced that Brooke is cheating on Gordo and Miranda's like, Lizzie, they are dating It is confirmed by both of them she's going to dinner with Gordo. What do you not understand about this? And Lizzie, again, is just in this narrative about Gordo that he cannot be anyone's hot date. So she devises
0: a plan. Her devious plan is to dress Miranda up as a young man? Um, as an old man, really. As a newsie? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's he, Mirando, is wearing <laughs> as Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like a a vest and a little newsboy hat and Miranda's hating all of it. And as soon as they get to the restaurant to spy on uh, Kyla Pratt's hot date which is Lizzie's whole plan to confirm her idea that uh Kyla slash Brooke is cheating on Gordo um as soon as they get there they are like trying to shuffle behind and hide behind some plants and peek but Miranda really has to go to the bathroom and (laughs) this
1: was the (laughs) one of the funniest scenes I think in the show Miranda really is just concerned with the fact that she doesn't know which bathroom to go into and she looks stupid and she's having to lower her voice And I think one of the best moments is when they talk
0: to the host of the restaurant. Oh my god, yes. So this host, he's got a- I think he was in other kids' shows too, because I recognized him, or maybe I just really remembered this episode. But he has this super surfer affect to his voice. Yeah,
1: like he's in the Californian skit from SNL. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he's, they, he seats them, which I think their plan was just to just hide in the restaurant the whole time, but he sees them. Great plan. And, um, seats them and it's like, you guys are such a cute couple and (laughs) is going on to explain the specials. And what was it? It was like an ooey gooey, extra chewy. Mozzarella marinara madness. And then there's the large and in charge artichoke barge. <laughs> which with perfect order. parmesan puffs.
1: <laughs> I thought it was pus. <laughs> ew, ew. Why would he ever say that? <laughs> I don't know. Parmesan oozing from the artichoke barge? It didn't sound right to me, but I didn't <laughs> hear puffs. <laughs> So they've ordered their appetizer and Miranda finally decides she cannot hold it anymore. So she goes into the men's restroom and a moment passes and she runs back out and she's like,
0: Lizzie, we have to fucking go because the date is obviously Gordo. Yes. I don't know why they couldn't tell that from the back of his head. But, so as soon as Miranda gets back to the table and is is telling Lizzie, we have to go, um, so they get up, they put some cash down and get up and decide to try to make their escape, and they, of course, run smack into a waiter, carrying a tray full of food, and end up with spaghetti all over them.
1: Back's on the ground, like always. And Gordo, of course, sees them and is... He doesn't really seem embarrassed, but he does seem disappointed. And Brooke, of course, is like, is that Lizzie? Her date looks a lot like
0: Miranda. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, and Gordo is super melodramatic, and he's like- Oh, what does he say?
1: No, they can't be done. They have the rest of my life to destroy. This is just one night of it.
0: Meanwhile, at the homestead, we're in the backyard, you know, where makeups happen. Yep. Um, and Lizzie and Miranda are talking about how they're going to adjust it just being the two of them in their friend group now that they've lost Gordo. And uh who walks into the scene? A newly single Gordo.
1: Yeah, he comes in and he has to reiterate twice that he's totally in shock that they would stoop so low as to follow him around and have so little faith that his relationship was genuine. Then he realizes, though, that they did it because they cared about him. Regardless, he has broken up with Brooke. He talks about the fact that he liked her and making out was cool, but he missed time for himself and he missed time for Lizzie and Miranda. Ultimately, they apologize for invading his privacy and digging into his life. But what they
0: really want to know is how was the kissing? Oh, that's right they're like spill it how was the lip lock and of course he's not going to tell them he doesn't kiss and tell so the girls stand up
1: and they like do kissy noises next to him and lizzie actually kisses him on the cheek i saw that miranda did not so there's our final easter egg that lizzie is down to clown with the gordo all right does that wrap it up that's the episode Which I think is a good segue to our fashion moments, because in that scene, I think this was actually my favorite outfit, which is funny that you hated it so much. Miranda's in this, like, kind of fugly, like,
0: sleeveless hooded vest thing. (laughs) Kind of fugly? But she looked like... It's a a sleeveless... Yeah, it's a knit vest over a short sleeve patterned shirt.
1: But she looks cool. Like, it looks like skater or something to me. It was a very masculine outfit for me. just missed the mark. Like, it
0: didn't look cool to me.
1: I know I would have worn that in high school, and I'm thinking (laughs) of a particular photo I have of us at the Magic Time Machine where I'm dressed in almost that outfit.
0: (laughs) My favorite fashion moment from the episode, red shirt. And a camo skirt. Hmm, yes. And her hair looks fly. She's got some headbands going on, some pieceiness, a choker. It's just all there. She's
1: got a wrist cuff. Definitely closer to the bad girl McGuire outfits. Mm-hmm. All right, feminism moments.
0: I don't think this is feminism, but I, I like that the emphasis of their feelings about Gordo's relationship are about them being sad in losing him as a friend or like sad that his time is being pulled elsewhere rather than their usual comparison where they're like why don't we have boyfriends and stuff like that so I think it easily could have gone that way but it never did themes what are the themes? hush now maverick (laughs) (laughs)
1: should we tell the story
0: (laughs) sure go for it
1: hush now maverick is a reference to a phrase from a youtube video of (sighs) your college crush my college crush i don't even remember his name now but peter johansson Lindsay. (laughs) What if he's listening? <laughs> you can cut it out. He's not listening. We were Just never garble
0: gonna... it. Garble it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. That will be funny. <laughs> um, okay, so Peter Johansson <laughs> was in my creative writing class, but he was, like, definitely 40 years old and was just, like, coming back to school, and I was obsessed. So I, of course, scraped every corner of the World Wide Web Web, web, web? (laughs) The World Wide Web to find any information I could on Peter Johansson. And lo and behold, I found his vlog, which included him following around the ants in his bathroom. And he did a, like, 30-minute review of all nine seasons of E.R., And there was one episode where he was having a package delivered and was watching Lord of the Rings. And he was getting really mad at his cat, Maverick, because he kept escaping out the front door. So the phrase, hush now, Maverick, is a reference to one of those vlogs. (laughs) Lindsay's just weeping. (laughs) How weird is that, honestly?
0: I really wish that... It is weird, it is weird, but I just... My greatest joy in life is watching Cheyenne's Crush process. (laughs) Because it gets weird sometimes, you guys. Oh,
1: the things I have found. Or just things I have done.
0: Or songs you've made up that are Mm. an hour-long freestyle (laughs) about certain people. Oh. Well,
1: that one was a true... A true love. I was ready to do the nasty with that one. I was very- well, we're just getting too into my personal stuff right now. But yes, my crush- (laughs) my crush journey is unique, and I think me getting married was a slightly sad day for Lindsay. Um,
0: (laughs) I wasn't sad, because I had faith that you would still have crushes. That's true. (laughs) And how can I be sad that you married Eli?
1: Eli didn't have any interesting internet history. I don't even know how I moved forward with that.
0: Yeah, really, I don't know what uh, piqued your interest if you didn't have hours of internet sleuthing pre-meeting him. I
1: mean, his OKCupid profile was pretty titillating. It said, (laughs) I like pizza and puppets, so of course I had to inquire within. Pizza and puppets? No. <laughs> Damn! Uh, what rankings? are we talking about? We're talking about rankings now. Okay. Also, I don't know if we've actually announced on the podcast why Kelsey isn't here. We did it in a Facebook Live, but she's in yeah. grad school right now.
0: Yeah, specific for teachers. Just for teachers,
1: learning for teachers <laughs> to teach better learnings. <laughs> <laughs> I rank this episode. Four and a half meatballs.
0: Holy rigatoni! Yeah.
1: Yes, my man. I don't know if I'm inflating that ranking. Yeah. I, like, I laughed a lot during this out loud. I thought the acting was good. I truly enjoyed Mirando's appearance in the restaurant. And I finally got my Lizzie crush confirmation. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think how could it not be four and a half meatballs for me?
0: Yeah. It was really good. I'm gonna say a solid four octopus legs. Oh, yeah. I mean, the bloopers
1: alone with those octopus things. Hillary Duff was not into filming that scene, by the way.
0: Are we razor-scootering away? I think we are razor-scootering away. With? I'm Penny Proud, I'm cute and I'm glad, and I got it going on.
1: And a bushel of large and Charge <laughs> artichoke barges. <laughs>
0: Large and in charge artichoke barge, <laughs> just a snack for the road. <laughs> would you have preferred the other appetizer to Razor Scooter away with? No, I was trying to think on my feet what a surfer would say as goodbye. Aki, <laughs> kick
1: rocks. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is that he definitely had a donkey, did. <laughs> <laughs> Can I call you Donkey Dick, my bro? I mean, you're making me look like I've got a little whittle over here. (laughs) Aki Aki, my dude. (laughs) Uh. We gotta go.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Digital Bean. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please leave us a review if you like what you hear. Or if you don't. And as always, you can find us all over the internet as the underscore digital bean.